Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Astrologer Bill Atride Radio Show. I'm Bill Atride. And today is the uh, 14th show of 2020. I was uh, rolling out a bunch of shows there in March and April, and I took a brief break there for a couple of weeks from all of you. And I am sorry for that, but I had to get other work done, part, part of which was I spent some time um, uh, taking some transcripts or recordings of shows and making transcripts of two shows in January and one in February, and I've still I've done one more for the one in March, and I'll I'll release that one shortly. The other three I've already published, and um, and again I'm going to try to keep doing that when the shows warrant that kind of uh, a little extra effort. I'll I'll make a transcript and release it, so those of you who like to read it as well as listen to it, or instead of listening to it, <laughs> can certainly uh, read at least the first part of the show in terms of when I make my little uh, talks here on various subjects. Um, and so today I thought I'd look at the two planets uh, and their relationship to one another through history, but especially focusing on our time of the planets Uranus and Neptune and how their relationship indicates certain things for us. And we can take some guidance and measure of our time through them. And that's what the planets are for, to guide and inspire us. And I will do that. Um, and, then, and then I will turn to you and, and take up your calls and you may want to talk about this topic or about something else more personal in your own life or others' lives. And if you do, uh, regardless, just give me your first name so I know I'm talking to. Um, And then, of course, certainly, um, if you want to talk about your chart or anyone else's chart, uh, I would need um, date of birth and place of birth at the very least and time of birth if you have it. Um, and certainly you can always email me with questions and thoughts about astrology in general. Um, and if you want to get your own chart done at some point, uh, if you haven't had it done, or if you have had it done before, but want to get a different take on your chart, uh, that's what I do. That's what also keeps me busy. And I was getting very busy these last few weeks, so uh, I didn't have as much time for the show. But I'm going to try to keep to my more or less weekly schedule here. So I should be back again next Sunday and going forward, hopefully. Um, and so, so again, and again, if you want to reach me, the best way is my email, which is bill at tried at gmail.com. It's just my name, B-I-L-L-A-T-T-R-I-D-E at gmail.com with any questions or thoughts or suggestions you may have or to just to reach me. Okay. Um, and let's see. So let's, let's, let's get into the show for today. And as I mentioned, what I'd like to do today is look at um, the relationship of Uranus and Neptune to one another. So, so what we're looking at here always is, is in mundane or worldly astrology, as we call it, we focus first upon those three outer planets as being the avatars or instruments that provide illumination and guidance as to what is driving the story of human development down here. Um, the content of each society and the individual strengths and weaknesses that drive their story those are, that's created by the choices made in the past and present by those people of that society. But the underlying rhythms and themes, the spiritual nature of the opportunities and challenges 
The spiritual meanings in each period or epoch can be framed by the understanding of these interlacing orbits of Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto. So I've been writing a lot about and focusing upon the influence of Pluto, it seems like forever, (laughs) for some time. But today I want to look at these other two, Uranus and Neptune, and look at how their cycle of relationship by reviewing previous periods in history and comparing to them to those in our time. Well, the orbit of Uranus is roughly 84 years and Neptune's 164. Their cycle with one another, that is going from one conjunction of Uranus with Neptune to the next, is about 170 years. As in any planetary pair, we not only consider the conjunction as being significant, but we also look at the series of aspects from conjunction to the next conjunction. They're cycling through how far, far along or apart they are from one another, much like the sun-moon cycle as it goes from a new moon to an opposition or full moon, and then back again to their next conjunction. The conjunction, like a new moon, is a time of seeding and releases a new quality or theme, in, in this case, Uranus and Neptune's relationship to one another, which unfold and manifest over the next 170 years. That theme, as in all planetary pairs, will always be structured and informed by the meanings of these two planets. I like to say that Uranus and Neptune's relationship illustrates one of the great spiritual truths and challenges we have faced throughout the centuries. How does any society, culture, economy, and political system structure the integral balance of individuality, which is Uranus, and communality, which is Neptune? Their last conjunction was in 1993, and it released the seed for the next iteration of this integral balance. Historically, their conjunctions can be seen to frame the weaving and interplay that shapes societies. Those prior conjunctions were 965, 1136, 1307, 1479, 1650, 1821, and ours in 1993. If we look to Europe, though there are parallels to periods in Asia and Africa too, the first three, 965, 1136, 1307, could be seen as the beginning, middle, and end of what we call now the Middle Ages. Then 1479 was the Renaissance and Reformation, and 1650 was the Enlightenment and the Age of Reason. And then in 1821, with the end of Bonaparte's attempt to form an empire of Europe, That led to the 1800s and 1900s to what we call the modern age, which in one way you could characterize as liberal democracy versus socialistic, communistic formations of society. And that paradigm of order ended between 1989 and 1993. What our period is truly about, no one can say for certain, because we are still very much in the beginning or initial phase of the dream seed that is emerging. But it is now, in 2016 through 2020, and maybe just a little beyond, because things don't happen in a, in a moment, they happen over a period of time. Things aren't instances, they are cycles and periods and phases, that we are now encountering the first major aspect in this Uranus-Neptune cycle, which is the semi-square or 45-degree aspect. Much like when a seed sprouts, there is no knowing what it can mean as it grows beneath the soil. 
But it is at this moment of the semi-square when the sprout emerges above the ground. It is then, or for us now, that we face our encounter with what is or may be. However, just as much as we can get a glimpse of the future, we will also face our past. This stage of the cycle is likened to a quickening or spurring to development of the new impulse released by the seed. But it is equally the challenge thrown down, um, thrown down, uh, oh, let me, I'm just thinking what I want to say here, I'm sorry, um, is equally the, 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 the challenge thrown down by the past which often will resist this new form of being. It is, and we are in it now, a struggle between the future and the past. The movement towards the new meets the resistance of that past. It's quite understandable, as some of this resistance will come from our inherent and natural uncertainty and hesitation. The caution any one of us might feel when starting something new but some of the resistance will be rooted in deeper fears by the attachment to and fear of the loss of present advantages or privileges, which the new way threatens. The promise of a new world is taken up by some or by the many at the time of the seeding, in our case from 1993 to now. But the fear of loss held by the old reality and its beneficiaries is encountered most clearly at this turning now. We need to remember, the new is but a dream. It comes from the spirit within. It is for a time subjective. Those who, the, now those dreamers are meeting up with the physical reality, with the objective reality of the world as it is. That means in many parts and places, the dreamers encounter those who do not wish to change they do not want to lose what they have, and there are also many who wish to retake what they feel they have already lost. What is the message of Uranus and Neptune for us now? It is what it has always been. Uranus rules individuality, and it is the avatar of the higher or freer mind that forms one of the three aspects of spirit. Neptune rules communality. Neptune is the avatar of the energy form that holds the whole of creation as one. The truth of spirit is found by these two being held together, where the essence of the individual is celebrated and made realizable by the support and the meaningfulness of being part of or one with the many. We are here to be an individual. We are made of one another too. As we say, I am that, I am, but also I bow to the divine within you too. The integral relationship between Uranus and Neptune illustrates the paradoxical truth behind the mystery of the universe's constitution. Everything, every speck and mode of creation, every particle, every atom and molecule, and every being in this universe is an individual. Each one is a unique instance or manifestation of spirit formed and informed by what I call its own quintessence, its essential identity or essence. Yet, at the very same time, all of these ones are part of the one. And so they are fundamentally, essentially, and equally 
indivisible from one another. They are all part of the one life and the one love that binds and holds all together. But how much of the individuality manifests and how much of the communality shines through, that balance or imbalance between them as we look at all the kingdoms of life in the various life forms and species of animate life, Throughout the ages, we will see that there is an ever-shifting balance between these two principles, between the one and the many. For us humans, this tension between the individual and their community has waxed and waned within any culture and civ- or civilization as well as between them. For example, when we look at human forms of lifestyle or lifeways, like the hunter and gatherer or the farmer craftsperson, or in our society, for example, of let's say rural and urban, we will see differing mixtures and balances of the relationship between how much freedom an individual has and how much limitation of freedom they will experience as they sacrifice for and to their community. The whole or community is essential for all human beings for their shared sense of belonging to something larger and more encompassing. And so we yield some of our individual freedoms to the very source of our nature because that very community provides the context of meanings, values, and beliefs which form each individual in that community. You cannot have one without the other. At various points in history, within any culture as well as between cultures, there has been this reciprocal balance between the degree to which people are freer to express themselves as more individual, to differentiate themselves from their various groups, and times when the larger social order of family, community, ethnicity, and state are able to more closely or narrowly define and often circumscribe that individual freedom. It is how this balance is achieved and maintained, the extent to which there is a mutual benefit from one to the other, or times like our own, which seems out of balance, that determine the degree to which the balance of individual freedom and communal harmony does or does not prevail. Remember, the time we are in now is critical. It is when the emerging new theme released at the conjunction or the new moon in 1993 is encountering the countervailing forces of the past. It is very much a struggle between a new way of being confronting the fearful pulls and pushes of the old order trying to maintain or restore itself. This struggle between more individual freedom and more community or communal conformity will play out during the entire 170-year cycle again and again. But the greatest promise and the greatest threat is felt at these critical moments of choice. We are at such a time right now. Whatever paradigm of order we might want to characterize had prevailed from 1821 to the late 1980s, those major divisions gave way with a claim by some who wrote at that time that history is over with the so-called triumph of liberal democracy and the defeat of communism. We must certainly see now, as we encounter the first turning from the seed that was planted in 1993, that we face the plain and undeniable truth that we are not done with history, nor she with us. 
we are experiencing a worldwide upheaval between the reemergence of authoritarianism, not that it ever really went away, and the struggle of liberal democracies, which in many ways is just a continuation or a new formulation of the old battles between and within, the haves and the have-nots, between the old and new elites, as the hope for the future for the vast majority of humanity seems to slip further away as they just try to survive. In the North and the South, in the East and in the West, all lands and peoples are marked now by the social pandemic of the pathogens of extreme social schisms, of anarchic individualism and suffocating communalism. And these are signs that we are at this critical turning in the cycle of Uranus and Neptune. The old model of balancing individuality, communality has broken down. And yet, yet, and the yet to emerge paradigm has not been clearly stated nor acted upon. This worldwide confusion has produced a crisis of order and meaningfulness for the many who yearn for a life and a world that is fair and free without a significant majority of people who hold to and act through an accepted integration of these two energy forms, we are living through a period that is like an in-between world where extremists are driving and dividing us further from one another. When either of these energies becomes unbalanced with the other, we either move towards extreme forms of independence and break our bonds of fellowship or we bind ourselves into individuality-denying forms of communalism, which can or will lead to the breakdown in the integrity of each member of the group. There is a need for life, for spirit, to find itself by being one and true. But it can only do this by being part of something greater, of belonging and being formed by something larger too. As I like to say, we all want to be one of a kind, but we also can only find our meanings and values by, by being part of some kind. We are all individuals who are nested within greater and greater wholes or communities, from the family unit to the immediate community to the region and state and nation, and ultimately the, the planet itself as our largest space of community. But the meanings and the balance of the individual and community are in great peril at this time. The cycle that began in 93 has now reached a critical moment. It should be apparent and clear to many, if not most people, that we are witnessing throughout the world this higher tension between freedom and communal lifeways. And it is ripping cultures, ethnicities, communities, and even families into ever more fragmented relationships and groupings. On the one hand, you could say that the centripetal force of freedom has become severely unbalanced in its integral relationship with the centrifugal force of love. The egotistic, narcissistic, and divisive energies appear ascendant. Love, sacrifice, and communalism are in retreat as they become unhinged or out of balance with one another, each seemingly devolves into a twisted or warped version of its higher nature. And yet it's equally true that in such a time, 
as freedom becomes ripped from shared affections, becoming selfish and nihilistic, then equally in response, the principle of love becomes bounded by the fear of the unfamiliar. Affections are narrowed and retreat inwardly to the poisoned wells of tribal attachments and groupings based on race, race and ethnicity and creed and class. The true communal foundations of our common ancestry that we can all trace our physical and spiritual roots to the same cause. This essential root of us seems to devolve and the center that is the force that binds the entire universe, true spiritual love. That love is lost as societies break apart into dissociations made of fear-filled groupings, tribes formed upon fear who look upon the other as the carrier of darkness, blame, and fear. Yes, it all seems all too clear today that what we have experienced in the darkest parts of our history is crashing into us once again. Fear and hatred are darkening our minds, hearts, and lives. If we were only to go by the news of this past week, we could conclude that the catabolic forces of fear and hatred are outpacing the one abiding true and supreme force in this universe, which is love. But we cannot, nor should we ever retreat or succumb to fear. Why? Because we can also find comfort and reassurance that we have faced such times before. And we did take steps to try and right the wrongs of the past that we did face and accept both the beauty and the horror of how our story began. Though our story claims we discovered a virgin land, this land was filled with the beauty of vibrant cultures and peoples, and they were exterminated. We were founded upon genocide. Though our founders wrote those immortal words, that all men are created equal, more than half of them held fellow humans as property. We were founded upon racism. This country is being called to account to answer the call of spirit where all creatures, great and small, where all of life on this planet is loved and held sacred. And we should treat any fellow human as who they are, a being who is equal to myself, a luminous spark of the divine. We cannot escape our history, but we need to heal our broken minds and hearts. We need to rebuild the stories we tell one another of what our lives are for, why we are here, and what we hope to leave to those who come after. We are only here for a very short time, and many lives are being lost or shortened because of the sins of the past, which cast a dark shadow upon our hearts and minds. We can take inspiration from our heroes who rose to their challenge and look around to our present day heroes, risking their lives to save others. There is much to give us hope but there is a need on the part of each one of us 
to reestablish trust in one another. We need to build our greater faith on kindliness and loving deeds. We can look for inspiration and guidance from one another in the smaller and greater acts of individuals and their communities who are putting aside their differences and they are weaving together a new compact, a fairer and more just society. We each have a vital stake in this. We each have many opportunities to help ourselves and one another. We should remember the spiritual truth that is held in our pledge to one another. And we should honor and remember our spiritual compact, which is inscribed upon the great seal of our national motto, E Pluribus Unum, out of many, one. The truth is in the stars. The truth is in your heart. You know what to do. Love one another. Well, okay, um, uh, as we are all watching the news and events of this time that we are in and our hearts are deeply saddened by the suffering, uh, and as I said, we're equally inspired by, the, by the, those who shine and save and rescue and heal those in, in dire need. Um, it is indeed uh, so clear what is going on right now um, that we are being asked to, to choose where we stand in the, in the halls and history of spirit. Will we stand for love? Will we stand for one another? Will we reach across the divides that are there but need not be there when we understand that who I have before me is myself? Okay. Um, I'm going to call on all of you. Though again, I don't know how long you've been holding because the time is not up there. <laughs> I, I, I've reported this numerous times. I'm going to give up. It's just the way it is, and we'll just go with a, a chance order here. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's in the order that you all came in, so let me go and uh, take you one at a time. And again, if you do have a question for me about the topic today or something else, that's fine. If you want to talk about your own chart or someone else's chart you're calling about, I need at least the date and place of birth, if not the time as well. And certainly, uh, Give me your first name and uh, so I know who I'm speaking to. And I'll, I'll call upon you and mention your area code so you know, because sometimes apparently people don't know who I'm talking to. So let me try. Okay, so this is caller number one. It's uh, Bill. Uh, you're an 805 area code. Yes, thank you, Bill. This is Donna from California. And hi. My birthday, hi. My birthday is April 22nd, 1954. I was born at 2.50 p.m. in Flushing, Long Island. Hold on, hold on. I, I didn't care. I did, wasn't ready for April 22nd, 54. What time did you say again? I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Um, April 22nd, 1954. Right. In Flushing, Rhode Island. Uh-huh. I was born at oh, 2.50 p.m. 2.50 p.m. in Flushing, Rhode Island, you said, right? No, Long Island, New York. Long Island, Island. that's what I thought. I, well, I figured you figured be oh. wrong, but I, 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 there could have been a flushing, <laughs> but I thought you meant New York. <laughs> okay, and, and again, your name's Donna, right? Okay. Yes. Let me, okay, let me get that there. Okay, good. So what can I do for you today, Donna? Well, I want 
you know, there's two things. I'm not in a relationship, and also, and I've been waiting to, you know, manifest it. And then also um, finances. I was in a meditation, and I've been asking for more abundance and a partner to come in. And all of a sudden, I got a message that said it's coming soon, and that was four months ago. So it's got to be coming. Uh, I'm thinking it's got to be coming. Well, the, the soon is a relative term, <laughs> right? You know, for, right. For, yeah, depends how long we've been waiting. Uh, well, in terms of what's happening in your chart right now, well, let me just look at it in general in terms of um, what you're looking for there. You're, as you know, you're a Taurus with that Sag Moon Virgo rising, um, and and you're very comfortable being a Taurus with your Venus in Taurus as well. So you love being a Taurus. Um, and that's, that's all fine, but that also means there is this, this relationship between your Venus and your moon, whereby the Taurus is very practical and sensual and down to earth. And so a love is shown in tangible ways and in reliable ways and ways that are sort of comfortable, you know? Um, but the moon in Sagittarius says part of your nature also seeks in terms of your experiences with others and emotional close relationships to be more of an adventure, to be more a, a time of discovery. So part of you is cautious and part of you is a risk taker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, right. Okay. That's so true. Okay. Yeah. And so that, but that means that I would, you would want to have that be held together for you within yourself. So I'm, I'm the best of both of those things so that I would attract a partner who could also be that way for me. Cause it's what I'm also looking for. I'm looking for a partner who is solid and dependable but likes to play and have fun or take risks, you know, not all the time, but part of the time. And then, then it's a better matchup with your own predisposition or needs. Okay. Um, Mm -hmm. In terms of where you are right now, your progressed moon actually had been going through Taurus the last few years. So you were going through a, a definite review of your, physical life and resource life, your values, yes, your money and income in our culture, which we know is a test in your life that you're facing tests there in this lifetime of what is my value and how do I work through that? So this would have been an opportunity to work through questions about how, what is my strength now and how can I develop that strength further or acquire a new talent or ability or re, reposition an old one. But now the moon's in Gemini, and that's the last month or so. And that means now is the time for change and excitement and learning and showing ingenuity and being more able to show your skill sets in terms of I am intelligent. I can figure things out. I can juggle more than one thing at a time. That's one of the skills you actually bring to your career because you have your midheaven of your chart, the house of destiny, is Gemini. So you'll never do one thing, Donna, ever. <laughs> okay. You'll always, be, All right. you'll always be juggling things. You might wear two hats at a job or have two jobs or always be learning on the job because you don't want it to be boring or repetitive. Um, and so you do need to feel like they say nowadays, you've got to be constantly retraining and reworking yourself either in the job or between jobs because that's the world we're in. But you're someone who is wants and is willing to learn and develop herself in her job. So that all works just fine. Um, but it's, it's also true that the planet Venus, your ruler, we know went retrograde um, and remains retrograde. Now um, we're actually reaching the midpoint of that retrograde, which will happen here on June the 3rd. 
But it started all the way back in, on May 13th and continues until June 25th. And that's important because it, it means we're all reviewing what we like, what we want, who we like and want in our life in the relationship sense. So at the time that really goes forward in relationships, it's more time to review and prepare for the next phase of a relationship or for a new relationship. So you might see that this is a time where things were moving forward. Now they're not, but they will again once we get to late June. And there may be an answer coming for all of us around June the 3rd when the Venus and Sun line up with each other. Um, but also that Venus has been retrograding in your 10th house of career. So that's another reason why career matters and such are maybe not as moving forward as one had hoped they might. Um, and of course, Mercury rules your 10th house of career and it rules your rising sign of Virgo. And we all know or should know that Mercury is also about to go retrograde. That'll happen mm. on June 18th and stay there till July the 12th. So that doesn't mean nothing's going to happen till July. I'm not saying that. But you are in this curious period where Venus, your ruler, and then Mercury, the ruler of your chart, are taking these periods of inner work and introspection rather than outer activity or exertion. Um, so it could be why, though there's a, there's a foreseeing by what you're promised of something coming, it could be delayed because of these things saying you have to do inner work before you can go out there right now. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I've been doing a lot of inner work through my meditations yeah, no, and yeah, exactly. forgiving work. And, yeah. And, oh, and wonderful. Again, and, where, and where you're making the greatest progress right now, and this has been for a couple of years, is that moon is progressing through your ninth house which is the house of truth and religion and philosophy and metaphysics. It's the house of understanding. So this is perfectly a time to expand your frames of reference to reset your beliefs or refine your beliefs. And that's going to continue for another year. You're doing this for a whole more mm. year to come. Okay. So yeah. really enjoy the time to, to, to lift your consciousness to a new level of understanding. Okay. Yes. Oh, wonderful. Well, well, thank you so much. I so appreciate it. You're this. welcome, Donna. Okay, sure. I'll talk to you later. Have okay. a wonderful day, Bill. Thanks. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. And I'm on with someone with a 212 area code, my own neighborhood. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Hi. Bill. You're on with Bill. Hi. Hello. Who's can this? you hear me okay? I can hear my you now. My name is Sharon. Yes. Sharon. Okay. And I'm calling from Ohio, actually. It was 216, not 212. Oh, 216. Okay. Oh, yeah, I'm misreading. I'm, I glanced up and I glanced no worries. poorly. No worries. <laughs> 216. Okay. okay. What can I do for you? Um, you said Sharon, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My birthday have you called is before? Um, I have. You should. It was a, a few months ago. You should have, Let's I see. think, my information. At least I think you do. Okay, what's the date? Because I got two Sharons here. <laughs> okay, September first, nineteen sixty-five. I do have you here. Yes. Okay. okay. What time? What time of birth do you have? I have you down as eleven thirty-three p.m. Yep. Okay. That's right. Good. I was I was off for a long time. Ten minutes off. I know, but that is the right one. Okay. Good. Um, well, no, we always, well, we always appreciate having the exact time. <laughs> I have I have a different question today. Um, you know, work is fine. My relationships are fine. 
I was in a car accident on oh, Good no. Friday, and of course I have insurance. No one was hurt, but the person that I hit is starting trouble, and I have to go to court for this. I have highs. I'm so nervous. I have never been to court. My life. She, she's trying to get money. You are, like, yeah, well, I have that, no idea what, what? Well, yeah, yeah, that, that, that does happen. There are people who take uh, a, a very bad thing and turn it into something, you know, pro- profitable. No, but I, I, hurt, I hit the right side of my bumper, and, I, and her bumper, that's all that happened. <laughs> I am yes. so upset over this. I am well, I'm going Tuesday, and I'm a nervous wreck, as you can see. I can, I can see. No, I can, I can hear it in your voice. <laughs> but uh, but um, uh, again, right now, the, in terms of timing as to why concerned. one might be involved in a legal matter or, or, or dispute of some kind, many right. things can come in to indicate that. But one thing, certainly we always look at our, our good friend Saturn, and it is true that Saturn has just entered – it did enter as it went into Aquarius back in, in March – it moved into your ninth okay. house where it's going to, and when Saturn, the ninth house is the house of truth. Also, it's the house of law. And so that is often a okay. time when we may be engaged in some kind of legal matter um, for whatever reason, it doesn't indicate a good or bad experience. It just says, okay. now I have a deeper experience of the law. Now, if we fundamentally believe that we have a more or less functional legal system and that it is, its purpose is to determine the facts of the case and then adjudicate based on that. And you know the facts are clearly visible and apparent to all what has happened here. Then you should go in with the assurance that at least reality is on my side. And, and therefore, all things being equal, the, the merits of this case are not, not in evidence for this person to bring this charge for me. And courts, of course, deal with this all the time. And hopefully they will see, see through this. Um, but, you, but again, what do you see in my chart? well, this one thing you, you see, this is a time when you have to be that much more cognizant of the law and dealing with the okay. law in your life at this time. Um, and what you Venus, which has been retrograding, uh, has just gone into your 12th house. It retrograded back into there um, um, just the last couple of days or so. Um, and that, that in sa- says to you that I need to work on, I need to go more deeply into my spiritual self to attune myself to lasting values or meanings that I hold to in my life. Now, y- you have your Venus, it's interesting, by birth in the sign of Libra. Venus is one of Venus's own signs, other than Taurus. Okay. And that's the sign of justice. That's the sign of, of, of social harmony and, and mediation and, and, and being egalitarian. So you fundamentally really want to be a Libra. <laughs> you want to be fair. You want to be just. But therefore, when I you know. encounter people being unfair or unjust, it really throws you. It doesn't compute. How could someone do this? It's one thing when I know uh, I made the wrong turn. I ran into somebody. They have a case. But I know nothing happened here then they have no case, but they're still doing this. Why? Well, because <laughs> they, they think they can get away with it. And all I can do is be m- my own calm, centered, love self. I know. Not, not let this get to me. Um, I mean, not only is and your Saturn in your ninth house, 
but your progressed moon just moved into Sagittarius too, the, the, the ninth sign. So um, not that an astrologer would say, oh, you're going to have legal issues in this time of your life. We'd equally say this is a great time to travel <laughs> but, uh, and to explore and to seek for knowledge and such. Though those things will be true too, but this rather unfortunate first articulation of universal truth, i.e. our legal system in that judicial sense is something you're having to deal with. But I, so I do believe you're saying my, my chart does indicate that there could be not, but there could be legal issues and it's time to travel. That's what my chart. Do you know what I'm saying? That's what, <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's time to explore, explore the truth and what I understand of the there truth and my understanding of religious and, and of religious and spiritual truths down to basic judicial truths and civil society um, I'm going to have an education in that right now. Okay. But what you should always come from your own position and point of view is, I know who I am. I know what actually happened. I'm going to state that as best I can, and, and, and we'll see where this all falls out. And hopefully there is a very poor story on the other side, and maybe even a history of this happening before with this person, because people like this often don't do this once. They do it. So there's a history that they've, they've done this. Um, and, and again, if, if you have to hire lawyers and have a lawyer, they could dig in and find, oh, yeah, this person has been involved in a number of accidents. They sue everybody. And the court will take that into account. So there are – first is establishing what the facts are um, and seeing what the basis is for you to make your counterclaim or just laying out these are the facts. Nobody's at fault here. It's no fault. Most states are no fault. Um, but that doesn't stop people from – using the system to their own selfish benefit. Yeah. All right. I, I understand what you mean by yeah, about the planets. That makes total sense. Anything okay. else? My finances okay? Hmm. Um, well, let's see. Um, in terms of major planetary alignments right now, Saturn's yeah. not n- impacting negatively your Venus and your Jupiter. No. Um, everything looks okay to me. Um, I mean, I would imagine, I imagine the last few years, well, the last few years, the last few years, Saturn was in your eighth house and it's not, it's, it has to dance back in there and dance back out. Still, you were addressing okay. the issue of debts and t- taxes and financial issues over the last several years. That should pretty much be done now. Jupiter, meanwhile, is oh. hanging out in that, that eighth house uh, for this year. And so it, that would be more like you might actually gain a benefit coming to you that was unearned in a year like this, that you get a, some sort of, you know, some, something coming to you that you didn't actually have to work for. That'd be nice. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I never count on that stuff, but that would be, I'd be so grateful for that. I only ask that question because I'm just so afraid this woman is going to try and sue me and take me. (laughs) Then I'm going to have to get a lawyer if she tries. I'll find out. I'm looking at the worst scenario. Yeah. I'm hoping you don't have to get a lawyer. If you do, Understand, you're born with Jupiter rising, and so in your life, throughout your life, you'll okay. be more fortunate and, and, in the sense, luckier than most. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't, okay. I wouldn't worry about and attract trouble. I would put your mind at ease and know that the facts there are on my go. side. Okay. There you go. Listen, thank you so much for answering two questions. You get your next caller. Okay. Thank you. Okay. 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 Thank you, Sharon. Nice okay. Bye bye. Okay. Okay, and the next caller, 
Hello, you're on with Bill. Who's this? Shana. Shana. Hi, Shana. Have you called before? Hi. Yes. Okay, good. Uh, then I may, I may, do I have you maybe in my um, database here? Yes, there you are, right after Sharon. <laughs> How about that? You're October 10th, uh, 1984, right? Right. Okay. What can I do for you? I want to know, do you see me getting into a nursing school? Getting into nursing school. Okay. Um, let's see where all the planets are right now. Um, well, you are, at a, you are at a very, very important turning point in this life. And that is because the ruler of your chart, Saturn, which takes 29 years to get around the solar system, is now in your first house which is the house of identity, what I call myself, how I go forward in life and, and it present myself to the world. And so this is the time in Shana's life, 2020, 21, and 22. For these next three, even four years, you are redefining yourself, taking on a new identity, taking on new responsibilities, a remove, changing the responsibilities um, of your life. And so it's a perfect time to say to the world, I was this, but I am now this, or I'm becoming this. This is the time to do that. Um, and so I would certainly say that, yes, this is, this is the right time in that respect um, for you to sort of do this. Now, equally, it's true that the progressed moon in your chart, which is the inner measure of time, it's moving through that sign of Leo, which is the sign of stretching oneself and trying to perform or move upon a new stage in the world and act in a new role in the world. It's also the sign that governs education. Um, and it's there for another roughly two years. Um, so whether you're going into a one-year program if they have those one-year programs that are two years in one year or doing two years of the two years um, for nursing um, I think you're in a pretty good place to be doing this I mean obviously um, you know schools schools hard and tough but the nursing profession I have a friend who did this in her 60s did the one year and did the two years in one year um, and is out there nursing right now and and it, it, it changed her life and she's she's always had a number of jobs or careers before that, uh, but it went into this and, and is really, you know, a very, very good nurse uh, with all that experience behind her uh, from her other jobs. Mm -hmm. But you certainly, I mean, I've seen no reason why you're, you have a lot of Scorpio chart, which is known for great sensitivities and sensibilities in terms of the healing arts. Um, and, and you are someone who with that Aries moon and your moon being rising you are someone who's quick to respond to the needs that you find in front of you. Um, people don't have to ask Shana to do something twice. <laughs> more, more often mm -hmm. than not, Shana will sense, oh, there's a need here. Let me do something. Because you're gifted in terms of sensing what people need and, and getting it to them, giving it to them, caring for them. Because that, that sign of caring, the sign of cancer, is literally on your sixth house of how you work. And with the moon rising in your chart, you really feel the world around you. You sense 
when you move into a space or meet a person, what is this? And, and, what, and what, in this case, what might it need from me? Um, but that also means you've got to be careful what spaces you put yourself in or what people you have in your life because they really do affect you. Um, you're what we call a sensitive, <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. which, is a, yeah. which is a gift. It is a gift because other people seemingly strong and in not being affected by things, they're not strong. They're just clueless. <laughs> they're, they're, yeah. they're not aware you, of the energy. See, yeah, and how that? do you see my love relationship going? Your love relationship. Let's see where all the planets are for that. Um, well, again, that same thing we're just talking about, that moon going through Leo means this is a time where what's most important for Shana in experiencing the world around herself and what she wishes to show to others, but also most especially receive from them, are matters that would all come under the heading of respect, of honor and integrity. And so that to the extent that you're putting yourself out and showing your love to another truly, one would expect and hope that they will be not, not, not hold back, but return that to us if they're capable of doing so, that's the trick. Um, But that's what you're looking for now is I want respect, I need respect, I'll show you respect, I hopefully will have you return your respect and love and affection to me, is really driving the story right. Um, And so you'll be very sensitive to any perceived experiences or real experiences where someone is not showing you respect, um, is not being honorable, not living with integrity, you will have zero tolerance for that now. <laughs> okay. Not that, you would, not that you would tolerate before all that much, but now it really would get to you. Um, and you are able at this time, and this has been going on for a year, and you've got several more years of this, that moon moving through your seventh house, where you're able to build new patterns of relationship, meaning we're all creating the relationship that we create our part of it's what we make of it by how we interface with that person and, and react to them or respond to them and them then to us. So that's the part I can control. Well, right now you are much more able to reconsider what am I bringing to relationship? What, how am I acting in this space? What then could I expect if I want to get a better thing coming back to me? How can I change what I put out there to start? That's the part I can control. So you're going to break up old, reactions and relationships now and you're going to find new ways of responding which means good relationships will get even better a difficult one could be healed but one that's not going to change because this other person isn't taking up the opportunity with you and you've made your attempt you'll say okay it's time to let it go so there's a lot of growth in relationship now for you mm-hmm Okay. Okay. But remember, okay. remember, we're, but we're all under that Venus retrograde right now. We've all got to <laughs> remind ourselves that, again, from from the 13th of May to the 25th of June, we're all dealing with uh, Mercury uh, Venus retrograde, and so we're all of us. And Venus is your ruler because you're Libra, after all. Um, this is the time when we're all reassessing: what do I love? What do I like? Who do I want? And what do I want in my life? Okay. It's a time for all of mm-hmm. us to be doing. Okay. Okay, thank you. You're very welcome. All right, I'll talk to you later. Mm-hmm. Okay.
Um, let's see who else is here today. Um, I'm going to call on this person. Hi, 951. You're on with Bill. Hello? Hey, Bill, it's Nathaniel. Hi, Bill. Oh, hey, Nathaniel. Hi. How are you doing? I'm, I'm, I'm doing well. I, of course, live at the center of the storm in many respects here, um, uh, including the latest, this latest week of not just the COVID, but the, the horror of, of racism rearing up in America again and again and again, uh, and, the re, and the response and reactions of that outside my window last night. I live right off Broadway. People were marching up and down the street past the midnight hour, uh, going downtown, then back uptown, across the bridge, back across. They were, it was quite stirring and disturbing uh, to see what was going on and is going on. And I haven't looked at any pictures or newsreels today because I just didn't need to do that yet, or maybe, uh, but I will at some point. But I've heard about it, but I was seeing it all night long, so I didn't have to go anywhere. Um, yeah, it's, 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 I mean, the signs are so clear. If you can't see what's going on, I don't know what people are doing <laughs> because it's pretty clear what's going on. Uh, this is a time when we all need to stand, in, you know, for one thing or another, um, for love or not, uh, for caring or not, um, for life or not. Um, and it's way past the hour for us to be even talking about these things. We have to act on these things. But with that in mind, what, what do you have for me today, Daniel? <laughs> well, I wondered, uh, you know, what you see for me in my chart or would anything coming up? Uh, you know, I may have to move in about a month or less or so. So I don't know oh, if my brother's oh. wife back from China here. So my brother's definitely going to be coming back because he got another job at Berkeley. But uh-huh. uh, I don't know if she- if she'll even be getting back in the country if she wants to come or if they'll let her back in from yeah. China or not. Well, yeah, but certainly be in a quarantine for a time before they, well, who knows? I know it's, I don't um, think they even be in a yeah. quarantine. So, you know, with all the thing going out, but, depending upon, yeah, what, what the, what the rules are on our side and the rules are on their side, figuring that out and seeing how a person can make it through all those, um, barriers or difficulties it may take some time but for you um remember we've been looking at waiting for this progress moon to change um and it just has Your progress moon was in that sign of virgo uh for the last couple of years um and it just went into libra um which again is the sign of relationship and partnership and would certainly highlight for one and all and and, and that um that this is a time when Nathaniel, again, it started beginning of the May, like May 10th, the second week in May, um, and on for the next couple of years now, there is a lot going on in, in your experience of relationship, where there's going to be changes in relationship, changes in my experience with my brother or sister or sister-in-law or with a neighbor or with a loved one. All these realms are activated. Now, it's kind of interesting for someone such as yourself um, your moon's in Gemini, and Gemini is the sign of our siblings, literally. And you have Cancer on your sixth house, which is the house of siblings. <laughs> so an yeah. astrologer could make the connection that, gee, 
oh, when Nathaniel's moon goes into a sign, uh, it has some bearing, especially in this case because of cancer being on the third house of siblings, that's going to reflect some changes in your experience with or of them. So it doesn't say what the experience is. It says wherever the moon is, it says it's time to be flexible here. Make adjustments. And, of course, being flexible doesn't mean being more accommodating to others necessarily and doing, you know, that. It means first with myself, let me be more accommodating with myself. I have patterns. I have ways of doing what I do and interacting with others in the world that sets up my reality of relationship. And that's the part I can control, just as I said to the earlier caller. So if I want a better relationship or a different relationship with anybody, I can't go to them and say, hey, change, though I could, but probably it won't work. <laughs> I, should, I should instead say, what could I change in me and my approach that might facilitate and make the space for change for both of us? Um, so it, it does move on a different pathway that's hopefully both ways, mutually beneficial. So this is a time for you to work on your social intelligence. Um, and, and, and see that flowing into all my relationships, obviously the most intimate and close were my family to start with, and then with loved ones and colleagues and neighbors and all relationships are influenced by this. But this is a time where there's going to be changes in relationship. That's for sure. But what drives that now is because it's time for Nathaniel to change his experience of relationship from within himself, really. And then it flows out to inform and change all his relationships around himself. Okay. I see. So uh, by changing kind of my relationships, it'll change my own universe, I guess. Exactly. Again, that's the, you know, it's, it's basically saying, you know, I'm always doing with this, this with this person and they always come back with that. Why is that? I go, well, what can you do that's different? Do something different, you know, take it use a different tone of voice, different body language, offer them something else or make an offering first, open the door, be the bigger person to make the change. And if they take you up on it, well, here we go. If otherwise it's just stuck in stasis, you know, we sign a contract with people consciously in certain cases, but unconsciously with everybody in terms of what we're going to do and not do for and to one another. And it gets set, and then it's hard to change that. Unless we're both alive and awake and very evolved spiritually, then it's ever-changing and ever-growing. Relationships can get stagnant. They can become ossified. They can become crystallized. And we just accept it, maybe. But this is really an opportunity for you to, to renew all your relationships. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, that was great. Okay, thanks. So well, thank you. Thanks. You're, you're welcome. You Good so to talk to you. Okay, there we go. Bye My bye. clock's ticking. <laughs> Hold on. All right. And let me try to get one more caller in here. Hi. Hi, you're on with Bill. Who's this? 803? Area code? Hi, Bill. 803? Yes, hi. Hi, this is Iris. Hi, Iris. Do, do I know you? Um, I think I sent an email when we were talking about the political candidates, but I can give you my birth date, 11-17-1958. Yeah, hold on, let's see. Um, uh, uh, hold on, I've got to get 11 
58, okay. Yeah. And what time and place? Um, in South Carolina, Orangeburg, South Carolina. Huh? Do you know what what time? Um, 3.30, I'm thinking that's the time. Okay, 3.30 a.m. or p.m.? A.m. A.m., okay. All right, Iris. Uh, let's see who you are. <laughs> I apologize. Uh, well, okay. that's the uh, thing. It's it's the energy. I'm just trying to figure out how to use all the energy. Um, I know where um, all the okay. planets are. Sure. Pluto. Let me see where they are. Yeah. Let's see where they are for you. So I always look at the inner life and the outer life. And in the inner life, we're looking at what's called the planetary progressions and the moon especially. And your moon, here we go again, but it's been spent the last three plus years, three years or so, moving through that seventh house of relationship. You've been working and making res- adaptive responses to trying to build better patterns of relationship which then flowed out into hopefully establishing better relationships in your real life. Um, and so you've fixed old ones, renewed them, gotten out of some, and started some new ones in this period, which would, would sort of characterize the period. But now you're going to the next phase, which is really your phase, Iris, <laughs> because now... Now the moon is entering your natural house since you're the eighth sign of Scorpio and the moon is going into the eighth house. Now the fundamental question of a Scorpio's life is once before you. It's nice to be in a relationship. It's nice to hold hands and have a nice time together. But how and can we to become more one with one another? Can we truly join in a more meaningful way? And so the question of union and combination of coming more closely together with one or many others, that is what's before you right now. I kind of figured that. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be be intense. It's always an intense time. Nobody forgets the moon. Nobody forgets the moon being in Scorpio or going to the the house of Scorpio because it makes us deal with the most powerful and moving experiences of our life. When we connect to someone more deeply, our heart leaps for joy. When we talk to our pet and they talk back to us, it blows us away. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but likewise, when someone is taken from us or we have to say goodbye to them for whatever reason, nothing breaks our heart more. And that's what this house contains. It contains the truth of our joyful, painful experience of being on this planet. We're immortals in a mortal world. And so we have to overcome our fear of being hurt again and love no matter what, knowing it could be for a very long time or just this afternoon. Thank you very much. But it was worth it. There will be joy. There must be pain. If there is love, we will have loss. It can't be undone. They are tied to one another. We wouldn't be human otherwise. And so this is when you're going to experience higher highs. And some lower lows. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm already experiencing <laughs> that, so I know what well, it feels. <laughs> you, well, well, you're a Scorpio. You knew this from the get-go. Uh, other people, 
Scorpios are the deepest of the signs. We tell them they're the strongest of the signs, and people go, why do they get to be the strongest? Because they need it. <laughs> right, right. Definitely, definitely. They, okay. they, feel, they feel deeply. They connect deeply. And, right. and so this is, this is going to be a moving period for you. So enjoy it. <laughs> and that's everything. That's professional... Spiritual, yes, everything, everything, everything. That is what it is about right now, and and um, that's the heart and soul of what's going on in your chart right now. There are other things going on. There's always things going on, um, and there's a lot going on in that home area with three planets marching through your home right now: Pluto, Jupiter, Saturn. It's been an active area for well the last couple of years, really, for sure. Yeah, uh, I've been. T- and, I've been torn apart. <laughs> no, I've gone I mean, through the yeah. breakdown. Yeah, I mean, the good news is Jupiter will get out of there next year. Saturn may just begin to get out of there next year. But it's, you're still going to have Pluto there for a while. But, um, but still, um, J- Jupiter and Saturn getting out of there will calm that area down for you eventually here, for sure. Okay? Right. Yes. Okay. Well, I appreciate okay. it. You're welcome, Aris. Have a wonderful okay. day and a peace well. to you and love. Thank okay. you. Sure. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, everyone. Well, that's the show. We're past the time as I always run over, and I'll come back again probably next week. I, I intend to do that. So looking forward to talking to you all then. Bye for now. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.